I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Hey, today we talk use your cycle, exercise, defined, cardio. I bet the images in your head are different than the images in mine. Let's try another. Weightlifting. Last one. Strolling. Guess what we are talking about today? Exercise. What I mean when I say certain things and when the best time in your hormonal cycle is to do each type of exercise. But first, a 60-second case study of the Use Your Cycle Method. Jay was a newly postmenopausal. She came to me for a tune-up or a shift in her routine that was built for her before her period stopped. She's been an exerciser for years, caught a couple of my webinars on exercise and nutrition, and knew that there were things that needed to change, especially since her clothes, while they still fit, they didn't hang quite the same. You know what I mean. A little belly hangover at the waistband, more jiggle in her arms, that kind of thing. With the Use Your Cycle Method, we were able to switch up her exercise, putting a bigger emphasis on stress management and reduction over cardio. We cut her time in the gym, and that was very scary for her. And in just a few weeks, her body started leaning out and firming up again. To be very clear here, you can change your body even post-menopause, but you're going to have to go about it different than when you were in your early 30s. It's actually a harder head shift than exercise shift. Well, Jay didn't lose weight, but she did drop three pant sizes, and has a happy bonus of better sleep. All right, let's talk exercise today. First, we're going to define it, then discuss the best time of your cycle for each type of exercise. First up, my personal fave, weightlifting. Why? Because muscle is your metabolism. The more muscle you have, the more calories you burn in a day just being you doing your thing. Also, because by the age of 30, if you are not actively adding muscle, you are losing it. And by 50, you are losing it faster. And by 70, oi. Side note, I have worked with seniors, the silver kind, for over 15 years, and they say some scary stuff. I buy a half a gallon of milk now because I can't lift a gallon anymore. 
I can't lift my arms up to hang my clothes in the closet, so I just used the chair. I couldn't get off the toilet at my grandson's when we were there for Thanksgiving. Think it won't happen to you too? Truth is, it will if you don't start working on it today. And it's never too late to start. One of my sheroes is Ernestine Shepard. She was the oldest female bodybuilder for a lot of years and in her, in her 80s. You know when she first hit the gym? Age 56. Her story is super fun, talks about her and her sister, swimsuit shopping, and ending up at the gym. Fun story, Google her, her name is Ernestine Shepard. Now, when I say weightlifting, I mean using weights that are significantly heavier than your purse. I cannot tell you the number of women I've seen using five, eight, even 12 pound dumbbell, dumbbells, only to watch them leave the gym with a 20 pound briefcase and a 50, 15 pound purse. If you lift that the way that you could, if you lift the way that you could move a weight that you could move 20 times or more, your muscles can already move that weight. They don't need to grow, and so they won't. On the other end of the spectrum, if you can only lift a weight three times or less, then it's gonna be tough to grow because you can't even move the, the weight to make it happen. With any lifting exercise or routine, we're looking for a weight that you can lift five to 11 times. That's kind of the sweet spot. Now, there's that pesky rest we read about. Every magazine we have ever read talks about that 60 to 90 seconds of rest between sets. And, well, I'm talking about an earned rest break, resting for the sake of resting is a waste of time. So to earn your rest break, you have to fail. When you truly fail because the weight was too was was not too heavy, but was heavy, you won't be able to do the next set without a rest. That's what I'm aiming for. So maybe not the first week or two in the gym, but pretty quick, right? The quicker you get to it, the more quickly you get the gains. And finally, how long should you lift the weights? Like how much time do you have to spend in the gym? As a peri or menopausal woman, 30 minutes. Absolutely no more. Because for the first 30 minutes you're working out in the gym, testosterone and growth hormone and cortisol are all on the rise. But for the first 30-ish minutes, cortisol is lagging behind, so the benefit of the growth hormone and testosterone is greatest. These are your fat-burning hormones. But... At about the 30-minute mark, cortisol surpasses testosterone and growth hormone and immediately starts undoing all of the good that the testosterone and the growth hormone created, turning you into a fat storage machine. So yeah, 30 minutes max. Whether you have completed the workout you have on your paper or not, you are done. Done. Moving on. Cardio. Aerobics for heart strength. 
over the years, there's been a lot of talk about steady state cardio and high intensity interval training. First, steady state, or as I like to call it, pacing. You have to, you have an hour, you have to do it for an hour. So you adjust your speed and intensity in order to be able to do it for an hour. For a peri and menopausal women, this is like, this is the worst thing ever. This is terrible. Working just hard enough to elevate your cortisol and not even activate your testosterone or your growth hormones. Yeah, an hour of elevating your fat storage hormones. Ugh, think about it. How many times have you started jogging or speed walking to find that you gained weight? Knock it off. On to high intensity interval training or sprinting. Not necessarily running, but for the purposes of learning, first, let, let's talk about running. Go to the local soccer field, sprint, um, sprint your fastest from goalpost to goalpost, and then recover by walking back at whatever pace it takes you to catch your breath. This is not pacing, this is active recovery. Then sprint back as fast as you can, and it has, should be as fast as the first time, right? And then actively recover by walking back. Repeat this for a total of 30 minutes. This is not like, oh, I ran for 30 seconds, so I need to do that for 30 minutes and not count the rest time. You count the active rest time too, okay? Now, this could be biking. This could even be a kickboxing class. As long as it's all-out effort until you can't all-out effort and then you rest again. No. Pacing. And like weightlifting, 30 minutes for the same reasons. Testosterone and growth hormone for 30 minutes equals fat melting. And then at the 30-ish minute mark, cortisol increases to more and then you become a fat storage master quick note here, because I know you're sitting here still thinking about pacing. In order to become a fat melting machine, you must release testosterone and growth hormone. And they are not activated when you kind of sort of do something. You need to fail. I, I am just sassy little thing today. Last type of movement, strolls. Notice I didn't say exercise. Strolls are 2.8 to 3.2 miles per hour, or a 20 minute mile pace for walking. It's checking out the neighborhood. It's walking with the toddler who's checking out all the bugs and rocks and flowers, or an old dog smelling all the flowers. You're in no rush. The idea is to move to burn off cortisol because somewhere around age 40, we sprung a cortisol leak. And since we are not running from tigers, we need to burn that cortisol off. Just moving, just getting steps. Otherwise, too much cortisol equals fat storage. Yeah, I knew you caught that on already. So to review, there's weightlifting to failure, sprinting to failure, strolling slowly for steps, Okay, so how do these all fit in with your cycle now? 
So once your period starts, your estrogen is on the rise and you may not notice it much until you're done bleeding. If you're tired, respect the cycle and chill. Okay, just chill, no harm. Then as estrogen rises, weightlifting and sprinting. Now this may look like mid-level workouts. They should be done all out, but I guess I'm saying it's, it's gonna feel hard-ish. Just do your best. Also, the brain this time of the month wants to learn new stuff. So try to work on a new exercise, a new combination or a new circuit, okay? Week two, Shira Sherry week. Last week's workouts will now feel like a cakewalk. And with testosterone and estrogen on high, the focus is still on failure. Personal records are actually really easy this week. So focus on very, very hard and very, very fast workouts. Week three, testosterone is decreasing. So start really tuning into your body. You should tune in all month, but really listen, right? Listen, don't just tune in, but listen to it. Earlier in week three, weightlifting is okay, but focus on things like form, take it slower, right? And balance exercises. And then as your energy starts to fall off, lean into the stretching and the foam rolling. This is also, we wanna lean into this because progesterone is higher and progesterone breaks down muscle. If you remember a couple podcasts ago, this is like a man's 11 p.m. You're not going to catch a lot of men in the gym at 11 p.m. Honor your body's cues. Honor it, okay? Just honor it. Now, week four, that's PMS week right before your period, right? Progesterone is still high and energy is now real low. This week, a massage for recovery will do you more good than a hard workout. I'm serious. Think back to the men and women cycles. How many guys you see working out at the gym at 3 a.m.? Hopefully you don't see any because you're not there either, right? But absolutely, you're not going to see men working out at 3 a.m. So why are you working out at your 3 a.m.? In week four, your superpower is recovery. Lean into it. Lean into it. This is your superpower. Now, what about that stroll? You can do it all month long, 10 minutes to 60 minutes long, whatever fits into your schedule. Just respect the 20 minute mile. Don't go faster because then we get into that pacing thing, right? This is stress reduction. This is not exercise. Not quite what we've been shown to do, huh? But when you are tempted to work out hard for 60 minutes or even 45, I would encourage you to remember What's that done for you lately? Have you been losing weight that old way? Then if you don't lose my weight my way, no harm, no foul. But I bet you do. This is just a really high level look at some of the things I cover with my one-on-one clients in the Use Your Cycle Method. Are you curious for more? April 12th, we start the 13-week Use Your Cycle Method group, where I'll also be teaching these principles in detail. Be sure to check out all the details at nowgetgoing.com. Until next time. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. 
Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.